Coming up this half hour, the essential factor, touch. In the age of COVID, we're discovering and appreciating just how essential our pets are in a way we may have overlooked before. Filling in to provide a vital physical and mental health benefit that only they can in a time when many humans spend extended periods isolated from others. We'll start with this. Alan Leventhal, the Hartford Current, says, Animals benefit from human touch as much as the reverse. The human-animal bond has gotten a lot of attention because of the beneficial effects of animals on human physical and mental health. It's been documented that the presence of a family pet, whether it be a dog, cat, ferret, gerbil, lizard, or fish, has improved the survival rate in people who've had heart attacks, serious disease, or surgery. The pet's presence has lowered blood pressure, relieved depression and anxiety, and moderated stress in the elderly, largely by providing needed companionship. The effects of human contact on the physiological processes, health, and emotional well-being of animals are widely acknowledged. Recent studies have revealed that human contact affects these processes in animals during all stages of their lives. Young laboratory or pet rats that are petted and handled by humans gain more weight than those that are not handled. Rodents handled daily through their first 10 days of life had more pronounced brain development than non-handled ones. The handled group also had increased immune responses to carcinogens. Their emotional health throughout life was enhanced and their fear response lessened compared with non-handled controls. Human handling of infant animals can slow changes associated with aging. Kittens develop early maturation of their central nervous system, and their physical development is hastened. They, too, are less fearful and more resistant to stress. Their eyes open earlier, and they learn certain tasks faster than kittens not fondled. Human contact decreases crying in infant kittens separated from their mothers. In dogs, early human touch can reduce or eliminate pain or fear responses. Gently stroking, petting, and talking to companion animals can reduce their anxiety and fear, including pain. Petting a receptive dog can lower its heart rate and blood pressure. It has somewhat the same effect on horses. It's generally known that petting, fondling, and general association with neonates, such as kittens, puppies, and foals, with their first week of life generally make for a more placid, friendly pet as an adult. Gentle handling of dairy cattle improves milk productivity. A gentle, friendly herder can actually cause a cell's reproductive ability to improve. Rabbits that were held, petted, and talked to showed less atherosclerosis of blood vessels than bunnies given normal laboratory care when both groups were fed a high cholesterol diet. Likewise, chickens, talked to and gently handled, showed a 60% reduction in mortality, as well as improved feed efficiency. Human contact alone isn't the whole answer. If the human presence is stressful, such as shouting, rough handling, or shaking, it is definitely negative. The type of human contact causes a different response. Gentle, tactile contact is more efficient than just visual presence. Some animals respond better than others do. 
The results are governed by the genetics of the animal, socialization, and quality and type of contact. My two pet pygmy goats are examples. Bougie is friendly and loves to be petted, while timid Lacey is more spooked and wouldn't let me touch her for a year. Even now, she's reticent to petting and must be handled gently. Of course, I didn't have them as really young kids, so the results can largely be genetic. But Bougie comes from a family farm where his young shepherds caressed and hugged him, while Lacey was started on a commercial farm with less individual attention. These factors have undoubtedly influenced their personalities. All this knowledge is very useful in our treatment of patients. There's no equal for a gentle touch and soothing voice. They can work wonders. Allowing owners to visit their hospitalized pets often produces an improvement in their condition. The human-animal bond works both ways. We're hearing about the increase in pet adoptions during the coronavirus pandemic, many attributing the demand to humans having more time to spend with furry family members. But veterinarians are learning that there is another important benefit to pet companionship, especially in a time when many humans spend extended periods isolated from others. In this January 11, 2021 report from Veterinary Practice News titled Pets, Humans, Closer Than Ever Amid Pandemic, physical comfort from dogs, cats, and other animals has been vital for owners during social distancing. New research shows cuddling with Fido and Fluffy might be even more reassuring than previously realized. A new study out of University of South Australia suggests that in the absence of human-to-human contact amidst the pandemic, pets have become increasingly important to people in terms of comfort and physical presence. Pets seem to be particularly important when people are socially isolated or excluded providing comfort, companionship, and a sense of self-worth, says the study's lead author, Jeanette Young, PhD. Additionally, she says, while the positive impact of pet ownership on human health has long been observed and reported, the specific aspect of touch is often overlooked. Touch is an understated sense, but existing evidence indicates it is crucial for growth, development, and health as well as reducing the levels of the stress hormone cortisol in the body, Dr. Young says. It is also thought that touch may be particularly important for older people as other senses decline. More than half of the world's population shares their lives with pets, Science Daily reports. Further, 2020 saw a record-breaking year for pet spend with owners splurging $260 billion globally. In a year when human contact has been so limited and people have been deprived of touch, the health impacts on our quality of life have been enormous, Dr. Young says. To fill the void of loneliness and provide a buffer against stress, there has been a global upsurge in people adopting dogs and cats from animal shelters during lockdowns. Breeders, have also been inundated with demands for puppies, quadrupling some waiting lists. The findings also indicate a reach beyond dogs and cats, with researchers noting birds, reptiles, horses, and other animals also respond to and reciprocate touch. 
Animals, like people, are living, breathing others with individual interests, styles, and preferences, Young says. While culturally animals are not seen as human, they are still seen as individuals with likes and dislikes. Science Daily has this expanded report published December 1st, 2020, Pets, Touch, and COVID-19, Why Our Furry Friends Are Lifesavers. They cite the University of South Australia for their source. A new study points to the life-saving role that pets have played in 2020 and why governments need to sit up and take notice. Lockdowns, job losses, and social isolation have been the hallmarks of 2020 as COVID-19 tightens its grip on the world, not only infecting millions and leaving a mounting death toll, but also denying humans the most basic sense, touch. In the absence of human-to-human contact, in millions of households worldwide. Animals have stepped into the breach for many people, providing much needed comfort via cuddles, pads, and a constant physical presence. A new study published by University of South Australia researchers points to the life-saving role that pets have played in 2020 and why governments need to sit up and take notice. The Journal of Behavioral Economics for Policy, JBEP, paper outlines how pets have a crucial role to play in an era where human-human contact can be life-endangering. Lead author Dr. Jeanette Young says physical touch is a sense that has been taken for granted, even overlooked, until COVID-19 visited our door earlier this year. In a year when human contact has been so limited and people have been deprived of touch The health impacts on our quality of life have been enormous, Dr. Young says. To fill the void of loneliness and provide a buffer against stress, there has been a global upsurge in people adopting dogs and cats from animal shelters during lockdowns. Breeders have also been inundated with demands for puppies quadrupling some waiting lists. Spending on pets is already hitting record levels, topping $13 billion in Australia And in the region of U.S., $260 billion globally in 2020, but this is bound to be surpassed. It is estimated that more than half the global population share their lives with one or more pets. The health benefits have been widely reported, but little data exists regarding the specific benefits that pets bring to humans in terms of touch. Pets seem to be particularly important when people are socially isolated or excluded, providing comfort, companionship, and a sense of self-worth, Dr. Young says. Touch is an understudied sense, but existing evidence indicates it is crucial for growth, development, and health, as well as reducing the levels of the stress hormone cortisol in the body. It's also thought that touch may be particularly important for older people as other senses decline. In interviews with 32 people, more than 90% said touching their pets both comforted and relaxed them, and the pets seemed to need it as well. Examples of dogs and cats touching their owners when the latter were distressed, sad, or traumatized were cited. Many people referenced pets' innate ability to just know when their human counterparts weren't feeling well and to want to get physically close to them. 
The feedback we received was that pets themselves seem to get just as much pleasure from the tactile interaction as humans, Dr. Young says. Not just dogs and cats, either. Interviewees mentioned birds, sheep, horses, and even reptiles who reciprocate touch. Animals, like people, are living, breathing others with individual interests, styles, and preferences. While culturally, animals are not seen as human, they are still seen as individuals with likes and dislikes. In the era of COVID-19, social distancing, sudden lockdowns, and societal upheaval, our pets may be the only living beings that many people are able to touch and draw comfort from. Humans have an innate need to connect with others, but in the absence of human touch, pets are helping to fill this void. They need to be considered from a policy angle, therefore, to help mitigate some of the mental and physical stressors that people experience during this time. Dr. Young says hospitals, hospices, and aged care facilities should be encouraging pet connections with residents. Residential aged care is yet to recognize the value of human-animal relationships. Had more pets been living with their owners in aged care when COVID-19 restrictions were applied, it could have helped people immeasurably, she says. Well, have you adopted a pet during the coronavirus pandemic? You're not alone. Zareen Syed has this report in the Pioneer Press, Chicago Tribune, Hinsdale Suburban Section, February 17, 2021. Animal adoptions are still surging. During the pandemic, shelters say, we've all found how important our pets are to us. The article features a photo, courtesy of the Hinsdale Humane Society, showing Reef, a brown, gray, and cream color, medium-sized mixed breed dog with owners Dave and Alicia McKnight. The couple is holding paperwork and a small plush toy the caption says, Reith was a senior dog at the Hinsdale Humane Society, who at over 11 years old could have had a hard time getting adopted, but got adopted quickly just before the holidays. Animal shelters across Chicagoland are facing an interesting problem, a year into life being not so normal. As the coronavirus pandemic keeps more people at home, animal adoptions are still surging and the high demand means more things than one. Since the pandemic began early last spring, the Hinsdale Humane Society has seen numbers far greater than they've seen in previous years. And securing the animals in the first place is a considerable undertaking, never mind what happens after. Since COVID started, it's literally like a hunt, an outreach to find new partners and new places to get dogs, said Samantha Cheatham operations manager at the Hinsdale Humane Society. According to Cheatham, while they try to prioritize securing pets that people give up, which are referred to as surrenders, as well as local rescues, they've also been reaching out to other states and getting animals from Texas, Tennessee, and Alabama. In a transport that initiated in Alabama, one of their staff members recently drove to Kentucky to rescue 17 animals that aren't being cared for adequately. 16 of those puppies are now housed in the Hinsdale Humane Society shelter, and one of the dogs is being fostered by the staff member who drove down. In the southern states where it's warmer, we're seeing a lot more heartworms, 
a potentially deadly parasite that's transmitted by mosquitoes, which is a big cost we're taking on, taking these animals, Cheatham said. The dogs we just took on, seven of the 17 had heartworm, so that's about $500 a dog in medical costs. Because the dogs are foster-based rescues, it's up to Hinsdale Humane Society's veterinarian to provide medical assessments, conduct tests, spay and neuter the dogs if they haven't been, while Cheatham assesses their behavior before they go up on the shelter's website. There's a whole village that makes us all come together, said Robin Carroll, director of marketing at the Hinsdale Humane Society, who is at setting up the animals for success. is just as important as securing them. Of the new pet owners Hinsdale Humane Society has seen, there are plenty like Samantha Rysick and Daniel Jimenez. The couple has always wanted to adopt a dog, but considered it more seriously after the pandemic hit and they moved into their new Western Springs home. They adopted their three-year-old pup, Concrete, in October 2020 and have since been finding ways to help make life as regular as possible. We've been trying to do a good job of leaving for the whole day at least once a week and then periodically throughout the weekend, Jimenez said. They've also been giving Concrete, a frozen Kong, a rubber toy with a hollow center, which is stuffed with kibble or other foods that he chews on happily in his crate when left alone. Anytime we leave, he goes right into his crate and he's ready to eat from the Kong and go to sleep and he knows we'll be home at the end of the day, Rysik said. We found that associating one toy with us leaving was a good thing to start, and Hinsdale Humane Society reinforced it. They gave us a lot of his favorite treats that we put in the Kong, Jimenez said. Those reinforcements and tips from animal welfare workers are, in fact, deliberate. Many were concerned that pets would end up back in shelters once life returned to normal, or worse, if people were unprepared for the rigors of caring for an animal. We all thought that that was going to be a concern with how the numbers were rising so quickly, but we kept putting messaging out there, blogs, emails, and letting people know, here's what it's going to be like. Try to plan to not have your pet feel separation anxiety because you're with them 24-7, Carol said. I don't know if that's the reason why we aren't getting large returns, but... That is fabulous news to us because we were absolutely concerned that a lot of those animals would come back. Vicki Pesenko, co-president of the Evanston Animal Shelter, mirrored that sentiment. I think part of it is because we've all found how important our pets are to us and people are hanging on to them in ways they weren't before, she said. In addition to that, Pesenko believes there has been a shift in the animal welfare industry where Rather than taking in surrendered pets, organizations are focusing on helping people keep them. On our end, part of it was out of necessity. While our intake was down, we also could not have the same level of staffing to take care of all the animals that are normally in the building, Pisenko said. But it's a good thing. If you think about it, who should lose their pet because they struggle to buy cat food? The Evanston Animal Shelter implemented a pet pantry where they give out a dozen bags of pet food a month. In 2020, they gave away about 30,000 pounds, which Pisanko hopes 
helped people who couldn't afford to feed their pets and may have considered giving up their furry friends. Especially in the darker days of the pandemic, if I hadn't had my dogs, I don't know how I would have coped with it. And I think a lot of people are that way, Pasenko said. Especially people who are older and alone. A pet might be the only thing that gets them out of bed in the morning, and helping them keep that relationship is really important. There weren't a lot of good things out of 2020, but some realizations like that can really be things we can hang on to and hopefully change the way we do things for the better, for the long term. That connection is something Claire Gola feels strongly. Gola, who lives in Oak Park, was faced with putting her cat down last summer before adopting another cat from the Evanston Animal Shelter. With her kids in high school and her and her husband working from home, it felt like the right time. Berman, Gola's orange tabby, who she describes as very handsome, was rescued from an abandoned apartment where he lived with other animals, some that had illnesses. Gola's friend, who is on the board of the Evanston Animal Shelter, made the introduction while Berman was with a foster family waiting for a permanent home. I think people sometimes have a misconception that if an animal is in an animal shelter or they are a rescue, that there's some additional burden. People kind of clamor for those designer breeds, Gola said. But with a the shelter, they're providing foster care, getting to know the animal really well, and they're trying to make a good match with a family. He's the most spoiled cat in the world. If you're flirting with the idea of adopting a pet, many animal organizations recommend that people foster a pet first to see what it will be like. Some foster owners end up adopting the foster animal while other pets get snapped up quickly by the new owners. It's all good because the animal isn't sitting in a cage in a shelter and people can have the experience of having an animal in their house. Pasenko said. She mentioned that it makes even more sense to foster in a COVID-19 circumstance. You can even help multiple animals over the course of being home because of the pandemic. Animal welfare workers like Cheatham, Carol, and Pasenko are continuing to keep up with the demand of processing adoption applications, driving long distance to secure rescues, and doing the most to equip all the new owners with the know-how and guidance needed to keep their pets, even after the regular hustle and bustle returns. But they're also happy to see a growing interest in shelter animals and pet adoptions. There are some animals here and there that are harder to adopt, but in general, if a puppy is on the website or a kitten, by the next day, it's gone, Cheatham said. It's a good problem to have. It's great that so many pets are finding homes when they might not have otherwise. On the other hand, what if you're one of the many who is having trouble feeding the pets you have under these same circumstances? Here's an article I read in a previous episode. I'm reading it again for those who might have missed it. Of course, this can apply to all pets, not just cats. In the October 2nd, 2020 issue of Catster, Beth Ann Mayer tells us, how to feed your cat if you're food insecure. If you need assistance feeding your cat, you shouldn't be ashamed to ask for help. Unemployment has skyrocketed during COVID-19 and it's left people struggling to put food on their tables. 
When cat parents can't afford to feed themselves, they're likely struggling to make ends meet for their pets as well. If you're hurting, no, you're not alone. The ASPCA recently released new data showing that more than 4.2 million pets in the U.S. are likely to enter poverty in the next six months because of COVID-19. With the potential for a sustained national unemployment rate of 10%, the total number of animals living in poverty with their owners could rise to more than 24.4 million dogs, cats, horses, and other animals a 21% increase from pre-COVID estimates in February 2020, says Jessica Sweeney, the Senior Program Manager of ASPCA Community Engagement. The number of families who may be struggling to care for their pets is staggering. The ASPCA has responded by setting up food distribution centers. The organization has helped stock animal shelters, food pantries. Sweeney offers advice on finding these resources and others if you need assistance feeding your cat, and no one should be ashamed to ask for help. Here are some suggestions. Find an ASPCA food distribution center. As COVID-19 began ravaging the economy this spring, the ASPCA rushed to set up food distribution centers in New York City, Los Angeles, El Monte, and South El Monte, and Miami, Liberty City. Sweeney says residents of these areas can call the ASPCA Pet Food Distribution Helpline at 800-738-9437 for information and to set up an appointment. Look for a food pantry. Those who do not live in an area with an ASPCA food distribution center aren't out of luck. Local shelters are running food banks and pantries. Pet owners can Google pet food pantry near me to find one. Local shelters and veterinarians can also help point you in the right direction. Keep an eye out in the aisles. Pet stores like PetSmart and Petco often have samples available in the aisles. You can try stocking up on those to tide you over. They also may have coupons you can use. If you can't find any, try calling your favorite kitty food vendor and explaining your situation. They may be willing to send you some coupons or free samples. Don't be shy. Asking for help can be emotional. You may feel inadequate because you cannot afford cat food or embarrassed to ask for help, but you shouldn't. Organizations are here to help. The COVID-19 pandemic has created unprecedented challenges for pet owners by straining essential owner resources and making it difficult for people to access the supplies and services they need to care for their pets, Sweeney says. We believe that pets and people belong together, that financial circumstances alone are not reliable indicators of the capacity to love and care for a companion animal. These resources, of course, apply to all pets, not just cats. There are pet food pantries in most communities. This article ran in October of 2020, but a recent search in the Rochester, New York area of pet food pantry near me still yielded multiple results, including the local Humane Society and local grassroots donation organizations. So search for what's available in your area. That will do it for this week. I'm your host, Mary DeFranco. I hope you enjoyed the program. Thank you for listening. 
Please join me next time and don't forget, please spay and neuter your pets. It's healthy for them and the environment.